You're listening to Prosperous Coach Podcast with host Rhonda Hess, helping you to choose a smart coaching niche and launch your coaching business with confidence. Hey coaches, this episode is pretty short, but I think it will really help you to read the show notes in order to remind yourself of the 10 things I'm going to cover today after you listen. You can find those show notes at prosperouscoach.com slash 114. One of my VIP clients was researching other coaches in her niche last week, and she came away from that experience shocked and concerned. So many of the sites she looked at felt like ghost towns. There was a lack of current content or, you know, maybe some pages were out of date and it seemed to signify that the sites were abandoned. So I wanted to talk about this because... Besides that kind of shock and concern, there are three distinctive fears that I see crop up fast when coaches research other coaches' websites. The first thing that comes up is, is the coaching field too saturated? And how am I going to compete with this person? And should I even try to make it in coaching? So first, I just want to assure you, the coaching field is not too saturated, especially if you do things to stand out in the crowd, which you'll hear me reinforce a lot. And should you even try to make it in coaching? Only you can answer that. You know your mind and your heart. If it is truly important to you, you will go after it with singular focus. A lot of coaches do not make it. And it's mostly because they lack determination. Building and sustaining a business is no small feat. So many coaches will spend all the time and money to learn coaching skills, maybe even get certification. And then they'll do all the tasks to launch, but they'll just blow the whole thing off before they even cross that final threshold. Or they give up six months in. And I just have to say, looking back, I am amazed that I stayed the course, considering my many mistakes and some slow years. But I'm kind of stubborn that way, and stick-to-itiveness, for me, really has paid off. I think it can for you, too. So yeah, there's tremendous attrition in coaching, but I want you to know that's true for all startups, not just coaching startups. So I encourage you to think of this attrition dispassionately. What really matters is your courage of conviction. Every problem has a solution. Just find your way and enjoy the journey because few things in life, in my experience, will teach you so many meaningful, life-changing things as growing your own business. The person that you become through that process will amaze you. Now, what most coaches ultimately want is to become a coach in high demand. Being in high demand is that golden place where clients find you and they come to you already ready to enroll. And so I was thinking about this and I've narrowed it down to 10 things I think all coaches need to have going for them in order to become a coach in high demand. And the first thing won't surprise you, it's 
specializing your coaching around one specific viable audience that has a specific big problem and goal that you'll help them achieve. I still think this is the biggest fall down point for most coaches. The viability of your audience and niche is the cornerstone of your stability as a coach. If you stand out in the crowd and become well known by serving a unique and viable audience, well, you set yourself up for success. The more broad or vague your audience is, or the lighter your niche is, the less likely you're ever going to gain real traction. So the second thing is, implement a strong content strategy. I know you've heard it. Content is still king and queen. This is where standing out matters as well. Because if your blogs or podcast episodes or social posts seem to be just like every other coach's, those efforts aren't going to pay off for you. The third thing is for you to grow unstoppable determination. You know, this is really about character. You know, will you apply discipline? Will you believe in yourself in this calling, even when there's no proof that you're going to make it? The fourth thing is take daily high payoff actions. A high payoff action is an action that makes you squirm. Coaches who make it will do the hard things until they are no longer hard to do, and then they'll find other challenges to keep themselves growing and moving forward. The fifth thing is have patience. The first 18 months after launch is a critical time because it's during that time that you're most likely to give up. Patience is absolutely a requirement. Without it, You'll live in disappointment and give up before you've really gotten started. The sixth thing is value your time highly. Act as if you are already in high demand. Think about that. If you built your whole business around the idea that you're already in high demand, how would you do things differently? Well, maybe you choose more wisely where you put your time and energy. Maybe you have more control on your calendar and you'd really pinpoint your efforts. You'd set up and hold boundaries and success criteria. You'd act as a professional, even if you don't even have any clients yet. The seventh thing is to charge high prices. Graduate from student mode quickly. And stop charging by the session or month. Develop instead a signature program. I've talked about this before. You want to charge fees that will allow you to work with few clients each year. That's much more satisfying than chasing 50 or 100 clients each year. Number eight, you want to develop a platform. And this isn't something that happens instantaneously, usually. A platform is kind of a stage that allows you to reach people. Certainly a content strategy helps you get this stage. But what I'm really talking about is some way in which as you network to reach your specific target audience, because you've specialized an organization or uh, an individual who's a center of influence would notice you and help your star rise. 
I was very lucky in my third year of coaching because I was asked to become a trainer at Coach Training Alliance. And then a year later after that, to rewrite their curriculum and design their certified coach program. This put me in front of hundreds of coaches that wanted my help to build their business. I was already working with women entrepreneurs. Coaches are a type of entrepreneur. So this is, again, why specializing, why standing out in a crowd can really help you. Number nine, you want to help your clients achieve critical results. If your clients are satisfied that you're worth the investment that they made in you, then you'll enroll more clients, but only if you're charging well for your services. You might think that the less you charge, the easier it'll be to get more clients, but it really doesn't work like that. Professionalism and a sense of authority are strong attractors. And then number 10 is ask for and reward referrals. I used to think that any happy client would naturally refer people to me, but it doesn't really work like that. People are busy and they don't really think about singing your praises necessarily unless you make that easy for them to do. So I recommend that you incentivize referrals. For example, when one of my VIP clients refers someone who enrolls in that same program, my five-month VIP coaching business breakthrough program, I reward that person who referred a new client to me with two free sessions to use anytime, and it's a real strong incentive. So there's the 10 things. My wish for you is for you to become a coach in high demand. Stay inspired and make things happen. I'm so glad you tuned in to Prosperous Coach Podcast. Please share this episode with other coaches. And if you're listening on the iTunes podcast app, review this show. Joel Bass did my theme music. Thanks, Joel.